Hello, welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I am Shelly. And I'm Scott. And we're here to talk about a movie this month. It's been a busy month. It has. It has, yeah. Actually, the day that we're recording this, a new episode has released that we are a guest on. Yeah, the Film versus Film. Film versus Film podcast, yes. In in preparation for release of Black Panther Wakanda, we were talking about movies from Marvel Phase 4. Yeah, so if you haven't ever listened to them, go check them out. Yep. Martin and Boaz, and they're super nice. They're from the UK. They're funny. They know their stuff. Yeah, our sound quality wasn't that great. I'm I'm a little sorry for that. Yeah, and it was nothing to do with them. It was all on us. We were recording through our iPad. I did do some test runs where I tried to hook the mics that you hear us on now up, but I wasn't getting any good results. I think it was my fault. So, yeah, it sounds like we're in a bubble. We are in my back, the office we're in now, but no mics. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's still, you know, I haven't listened to it all the way through, but we have so much fun. Yes, yeah, and we're we're perfectionist about that. So we're listening to it going like, God. Yeah. <laughs> God, we fucked this up. <laughs> I wonder if Martin was saying that when he was, <laughs> he was editing, like, oh, God, they sound awful. I wouldn't do this in front of his face, but he's probably like, it's the best I can do. <laughs> That's not a good, no, but he's good just, accent he's at all. So nice. Yes, they they are great people. They know their stuff. Please check them out and listen to their episodes. They they are super knowledgeable, and we had a great time doing it. Yeah, for real. So we are doing the only movie for November. <laughs> we what what do you want? Shall we have midterms? Yeah, in the and end of October. Yeah. Somewhere in there. We were trying to do extra in October, and that ended up blowing up November. Yeah. So Shelly had those, and then we did the guest. I feel like you're blaming this on me. No. No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, Shelly had those, and then uh-huh. we guested on the, the podcast, and it just, our recording schedule just didn't work out until us to record a movie now. You did get an episode on Rue McClanahan. Thank God. Shelly, as you, if you listen to that episode, Shelly put a lot of work into it. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be a long episode, but it turned out to be okay. So, yes, as we promised in the last episode, movie episode we released on October 31st, uh, we are doing Asylum movies. Yes. Asylum movie. Movie. Yes. One. So we are doing When a Killer Calls. When who calls? A killer. Oh. Not a stranger. People are like, wait a minute, isn't the movie called When a Stranger Calls? Yes, but that's a different movie. Is that almost as bad as like an unknown caller or like a solicitor type call? Uh, I think it is an unknown caller in the movie. It The original came out in the 70s, so they didn't have like caller ID and shit like that. So the phone rang, you just answered it because it could be your mom. I mean, I guess what I was saying is, is it better to get a killer call or like a spam call. Oh, killer. Killer. Yeah. K- killer, yeah. I mean, I, I see spam and I almost have a heart attack because I'm like, why are they calling me? Yeah. A killer. You see like a killer on the phone and you're like, hello, oh, yes. hey. How you doing? Are you going to kill me? Cool. I may not have to have any more spam calls. Are we going to get this going or what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the original came out in 1973, I think. Don't quote me. Mm. Scott didn't do his research. Scream paid an homage to the movie because like the first 15 minutes or so is like this the killer is calling the main girl have you checked on the children it's a serial killer no no popcorn and then the killer pops out and he gets caught he eventually gets caught 
And then in that movie, it kind of fast-forwards a little bit. The killer has escaped the mental institution and is now coming back after the girl. The 2006 remake, called When a Stranger Calls, was like, well, that first one was such a huge hit, the only thing people really talk about is like that first 15 minutes was so tense, mm. where he's calling her, and you don't know where he is. Let's make that the whole movie. We don't want any of this years later bullshit where he gets out. It's just the whole movie of the 2006 one is... She's babysitting. She keeps getting the calls. Somebody's in the house. That's it. Yikes. That one did not do well. Yeah. I could see where that could get a little monotonous. Yes. But Wes Craven, when he made Scream, was like, man, I really like that first 15 minutes or so. So I'm going to open my movie like that. Yeah. With popcorn. Yeah. I mean, you got to have popcorn. They're, it's a sleepover. Well, actually, it's just babysitter. Babysitting, yeah. yeah. But, you know, she's going to watch scary movies in, yeah. the, in Scream. It'd be funny if she's like, or if the killer was like, what's your favorite scary movie? She's like, when a stranger calls. (laughs) Hey, we're ripping this off right now. If some of you are asking, like, what is an asylum movie? This is an asylum production. They make really shitty ripoffs. So the remake of When a Stranger Calls came out in 2006. This did as well. Mm. When a Killer Calls came out the same year. Wow, they didn't waste any time. That's exactly what they do. These movies cost nothing to make. They're starring nobody. And they come out usually around the same time as a big movie. The one I can think of off the top of my head, Transformers. Mm-hmm. They have Transmorphers. So, yeah, they, they make a shitty budget movie just to hope that when people rent it, be like, oh, this is that big movie, Transformers. And then they rent it and they're like, the fuck is this? What, what did I get? Wow, this got good reviews. <laughs> this sucks ass. Clever. So, yeah, here we go. When a killer calls, we usually would go through the cast and be like, oh, can you believe these people who are in it and went on to fame and fortune? And Mm -hmm. nobody. Yeah. I I thought the first lady, though, like, killed it while she was being killed. Yes. Yeah, because it does do kind of like an opening like the original does, except it's not the main girl. It's just some lady in a house where she's getting killed by Mm -hmm. the... But you think she killed it? She did. I was like, whoa, maybe this movie's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Scott's talking about. These asylum movies <laughs> being bad. This is awesome. These are actually better. <laughs> um, yes, we do open up on a woman getting stalked by this killer in the movie. She's like making dinner, cleaning up in the kitchen and whatnot. But yeah, this lady is just in her kitchen and you see some dude is standing out there with a flip phone. He's like <laughs> taking pictures of her. Which, did you have a phone around this time, 2006? Oh, I'm sure I did. I know I did, but the phones that these people are using in this movie make me laugh because they've got the big flip phones and they're taking pictures with it and people are getting photos, the main girl's getting photos later in the movie and I would just imagine it looking like nothing. Yeah, you can barely see it. Yeah, which was accurate at the time, I imagine. Yeah. So this woman in the opening, she gets killed in... This movie tries to go for some violence. Like, you do get some violence in here where I think in this lady, doesn't the killer put his knife in between her teeth? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of dark. Like the movie? Well, the way he was killing. (laughs) Yes. The movie is very dark as well. This is very, very poorly filmed. (laughs) Yeah, no, like literally dark. Yeah. Um, And you you can't hear shit. Like, we had so (laughs) many times where we were taking notes and we'd look and be like, did you hear that? Like, no, I don't know what they said. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot of flashing, like 
backflashing, if, if that makes I don't know what it's called. You may know yeah. more about it. Are you talking about the crazy flashes in when they're just sitting around the house? Yeah. Yeah, I called that like the Nine Inch Nails video flash because it's just the, the main girl is just sitting there and it's like, and then it just cuts back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the screen goes all yellow and shit. Like you're like, oh, is she going crazy? Like, I don't. It was so weird. Like, I, I felt like it started strong, and then it was like, I don't know what the hell just happened. Yeah, I, I don't know. The the lady from the beginning, she gets killed, and we kind of cut to the main girl, which, what is her name in this? Um, I called her Boots with the Fur. <laughs> yes, why did you call her that? Because she has boots with fur on them. The Ugg Boots. Yeah. Yeah, the very 2006. I am not into style. Oh. I just know the song. <laughs> Boots with the fur. Yes, I... club was looking at her. Yes, she's wearing those Ugg boots that were popular at the time, where, like, all women were wearing those. They would wear, like, their jean skirts, their shirts that went to their belly button, of showing course. off their midsection mm-hmm. with their coffees. Their lattes. Yeah. <laughs> she, the main character, Boots with the Fur, gets off the bus... I don't know where she's coming from. You think she's coming from like a different state at this point. I know. Well, maybe she's in New York and that's just how you get around. I don't know. It's like um, Midnight Cowboy coming to New York. Everybody's talking about me. (laughs) There, I can do it too. (laughs) She's talking on her phone as she's walking. And this is what I told you. This is filmed as what we call Day for Night, Mm -hmm. where they film. You can tell it. It just looks weird. And if you've seen it enough times, you can call it out. But they filmed the movie in the daytime. Maybe they didn't have enough money or the the ability to film at night, like didn't have the lights to do it. And then when they are editing it, they color it to where it looks dark and it looks like shit. It does. It looks very, very dark and blue. And that's how you can kind of tell. And this is what it is while she's walking. She's talking on the phone to friends and you're like, oh, they filmed it during the day. (laughs) Yeah. When I first saw it, I'm like, well, this looks weird. Like, is my vision going bad? (laughs) is there something am i having a stroke yeah people who are older watching this movie are like oh my god are my eyes going (laughs) is my hearing going honey call 911 i'm going down were you watching when a killer calls yes that that's it the movie was just filmed very poorly you're fine oh thank god (laughs) we do have the credits of the movie around here which for some reason there's extra spaces in the names yeah which is like i don't know if if the person who was in charge of the credits just typed poorly (laughs) They were like, okay, now put the names in here. And they're like, the director, his name's Peter Mervis. Like, Peter space, M space, M space. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to be different. I guess. Like, why are there so many spaces in our name? It looks like my name's Peter. My middle name is M. My last name is Ervis. (laughs) Peter Michael Ervis. So, Boots with the Fur and... I'll have her name in my notes as we go a little further here. I didn't write it down. Maybe I didn't even hear it correctly. Maybe her name's like Katie and I heard it as Jill. I don't know. But she's talking to her friend on the phone and saying about like, oh, I'm going to be babysitting and no, you guys can't come over and you guys have fun at your party that you're doing. Her boyfriend's going to be visiting at some point. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means? Bow chicka wow wow. No, they're going to be playing board games. Oh, puzzle. Do a puzzle. Board games because someone's getting nailed. Ah. So it makes me laugh watching these movies because she's it. It cuts to her and she's like out in the middle of nowhere as if she's been walking for like five hours. Yeah, there's no way she would have cell reception. 
That's what I said. Yes. Yeah. She's all like, hello, how's it going? And as she's walking to this house that she's babysitting at, we do get cutting back and forth to the killer. He's like washing off this knife very carefully in the sink. And we get flashbacks to the kids that were in the house and he mm-hmm. murdered the kids. And this guy's not fucking around. He's murdering children. Mm-mm. So the babysitter is walking up to the house and we see the killer like washing the knife off. And it's implying that she's walking up to the house that the killer is in. And I think you're supposed to be like, don't go in there. Oh, God, don't go in there. But Mm -hmm. in this movie, you're just like, who is anybody? Who is this lady? (laughs) Kill her for those ugly boots. But as she opens the door, it's the people that she's babysitting for. Total psych out. I was scared. I mean, it's the beginning of the movie. Obviously, she's going to get killed. So these parents, they're only in the movie for a brief moment, but we get that they're going to some fancy dinner. And this lady, the babysitter, is going to be watching their daughter, Molly. That You get some backstory here where the parents are like oh i heard you used to babysit for the hewitt family what happened and she's like oh i don't want to talk about that and you're like well that's going to come back yeah she's like, it just didn't work out yeah it didn't work out so the dad comes in and he's all like let's go we gotta get the fuck out of here he's like we may have to drive the speed limit oh my goodness so the mom says something very scary here to me she's like All right, well, we'll be back by midnight, not too late. Midnight or maybe later. Not too late. Midnight. Good God. That's insane. Who stays out that late? We won't be gone too long, only midnight. We'll turn into a pumpkin. And this is where I wrote in my notes that this top that the babysitter is wearing is very revealing. It's weird, too. I don't think it fits her very well. Yeah, I I mean, you get the the TNA, the movie required TNA. I did read something. There's no trivia on this movie on the IMDb, basically, (laughs) except for one where it was like, on some posters and movie covers, her bust was later edited to make it look bigger. Oh. So they went in and were like, this movie sucks. Make those titties bigger. (laughs) (laughs) We need some sex appeal up in this bitch. So the girl, the the young girl, Molly, that she's babysitting is kind of all over the place and the babysitter is trying to calm her down and... She's not a very great babysitter. She's like, why don't you go do something else? Play video games. Mm -hmm. She's like, we don't have video games. I'm like, oh, what a horrible household. (laughs) And this is where we get the first call. The phone rings and it says restricted number. And of course, this isn't 2022. So you just answered it at any time. Weird. And it's just static. And she's like, "Hmm, that's weird. She does think it's her boyfriend later, which Matt, I think is his name. Mm, I believe so. Mm hmm. She gets another call. It's nothing but static, and she's just talking like, Hello, Matt? Who's there? Is this Matt? Hello? And then she goes, Matt, you better stop fucking around. <laughs> like she's afraid to to swear. That's not her first language, I guess. But yeah, she talks like she's about to get in trouble for cursing. She's like, Matt, what the fuck? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> so she makes some popcorn for Molly, and... She gets another silent phone call. She just hangs up on it, doesn't really do anything. This is where we get the Nine Inch Nails editing. She's, like, washing dishes, and it's like... It's just weird. (laughs) Oh, is it a... I want a fucking rock animal. (laughs) That's what the killer's saying to her. Probably. If you can't tell, I'll try to edit this better, people, but I am really struggling to talk about anything with this movie. It's so fucking hard. It's weird. It's just kind of an overall weird... There's a lot of cuts. There's a lot of, I don't know. We could probably talk about this in five minutes. I think so. I'm I'm really struggling with this, I realize. It's just like, you know, they get bullshit talk like, 
can we play video games like your mother said you can't play? You know, just bullshit filler. I think that's what they say because when you listen to it in the movie, it's like, is there video games? I think we, did we have it in a different language? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's possible. They're like, <laughs> they're like, video games. It's like in Spanish when they say words that oh, don't have I, a Spanish equivalent. I gotcha. They're like, duh, 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 duh. Walmart. You know, like Walmart doesn't have a Spanish word. That's what its name is. So it's like, uh, is Walmart. This is how I felt watching this movie where it's like, oh, no, no, no. video games. It was very strange. Just the sound is so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it had some interest. I think the plot was okay. Mm-hmm. The plot was good. I mean, I thought like when the parents were driving and yeah. they were talking, I didn't, I mean, of course the video quality and everything you could hear like like they were literally driving and somebody was sitting in the back seat with a camera so you could hear the road and all of the noise yeah. and and everything like that so that wasn't like that wasn't very good and and the acting probably wasn't very good either it is not the rain the that's raining yes. throughout this whole thing that's gives right. it like an echo in this movie mhm uh listen to our episode on the film versus film podcast that's kind of what the audio was throughout this whole movie <laughs> just very, worse very accurate yep yep it's just like hey honey how are you doing today <laughs> and in the back you just hear this pss- someone's pissing in the back <laughs> um yeah but you're right we're right here where the parents are in the car they're driving and they pull up to a car on the side of the road. It's got its flashers on. In 2006, you just did that, I guess. Which, did you notice the car? Mm-mm. It was a Mustang. Of course. Meow. My car, first car I had broke down everywhere I went, and I relied on Good Samaritans when that happened to give it a jump. Mm-hmm. And there was this time when I got my second car that was a very decent car. I saw somebody on the side of the road broken down. So I pulled up to him, and I'm like, do you need a jump? I was like, because everybody did it for me. I'm going to pay it forward. I was like, hey, I'm sorry your car broke down. Do you need a jump? I've got jumper cables. And the guy's like, well, actually, I need a ride. I'm like, sorry, I can't help you. And I drove <laughs> no, off. You don't do that <laughs> shit. Yeah. I felt so bad. I was like, eh. I would have definitely jumped the car, but giving you a ride is a little crazy. Mm-mm. You, can't, you can't trust that. Yeah. That guy's still at the side of the road, I think. No, poor guy. You just see a skeleton there. <laughs> Fifteen years later. <laughs> Saying only one person stopped and drove away. <laughs> but the parents, yeah, they pull over to this car on the side of the road. They do the whole horror movie thing where it's like, oh, hey, it's you. Hey, how's it going, you? I recognize you. Mr. Face, I know you. And they, the the person who the killer is like, oh, my car broke down. You guys give me a ride to the next gas station? Mm-hmm. And they're like, sure. That's how rich people talk, I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure thing, man. Let me get you over here. So the guy goes around to the back to because the killer has a uh, gas can. And he's like, oh, can I put this gas can in your trunk? And he's like, yes. So the dad and the killer walk around. They open the trunk and the killer like cuts the dad's throat and just throws him in. Yeah. And the funniest thing about this scene here is that the wife is still just sitting in the front seat and doesn't even say anything because the killer walks around, opens the door slowly sits down into the front seat and the mom's like what's going on here this all takes like five minutes it felt (laughs) like i'm just like when is she gonna start screaming well she starts screaming when he pulls the knife out yeah but it's like you know if somebody got into the driver's seat i mean even if you know him i'd be like why are you driving my husband's car right like oh i guess you're gonna drive to the gas station this doesn't make sense Yeah, where's my husband at right now yeah oh he's in the trunk He, he decided to ride 
not shotgun, but pistol. I don't oh, know what they call it. He's doing that trunk riding again. Okay. Yeah, he's done that before. Wait, he's done that before? Are you, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I could have just thrown him back there. He pulls a knife out and she starts screaming and he stabs her like 55 times. It's, which is funny, the stabbing sounds in this movie, it sounds like old, like punching from old video games. It was like, psh, psh, yes. Psh, psh. I'm like, is he slapping her with it? <laughs> Yeah, it just makes me laugh. So, they're dead. Parents are dead. Chalk that up. Now we've got five people dead. Yes. So, the babysitter and the girl Molly, they play a game of hide-and-seek. All while the babysitter keeps getting calls and shit like that. This game of hide-and-seek is very strange just because Molly goes and hides outside and it is pouring rain. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be played for some tension and everything, which is really not, but... You know, she's like, Molly? Molly goes upstairs, downstairs, check in, checks the killing room where all the dead bodies are stored. Hmm, nothing out of order here. Nothing weird. And then, yeah, she goes outside, and it is pouring rain, but they are not getting wet, if you notice. Of course not. And she's like, Molly, what are you doing out here? It's raining. It's raining. Can you hear it? We get this character, who I guess is their neighbor. Hmm. Was this man supposed to be mentally challenged? Felt like it. Yes. That's what I got as well. Um, And I put in my notes, is this really the best time to have a conversation? Like outside when it's supposedly pouring rain? I know. And they're like, oh, hey, what's up? But well, he is giving her, he is talking to her and she's kind of like freaking out trying to get back in. But he's like, oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm your neighbor here. You guys got to be careful in this rain out here. Yeah, it was just them like, oh, this could be the killer. He's wearing... A jacket similar to what we saw before. He looks a little creepy. Possibly mentally challenged. It's 2006. We still aren't very kind to those people no, that are mentally no. challenged. The This guy, he's, his name is Charlie, this neighbor. I could not hear it very well because of the sound, but it's something like, the previous babysitter had an accident. Right. So I'm like, previous babysitter had some accident. That has no connection, really. And it doesn't come back. No. you think the parents would be like, oh... The previous babysitter disappeared mysteriously. Hmm. But I'm kind of putting two and two together here. If the killer wanted Boots to babysit this kid, he might have done something to the previous babysitter so that she would babysit here. Oh. It's coming together. It's a good movie. Hey, look at that. Uh, we don't get anything, though. No, what that was just our made up possibility which i think is pretty accurate i like it it sounds okay it sounds okay again we're trying to make this movie better we're gonna do it the first thing we got to do if we're editing this movie ourselves be like all right first things first we got to get rid of this sound yeah get rid of everything get some new actors actresses in here except for the first lady she was really good the lady who just had to look scared and get killed yeah but that's not easy no like she i mean i felt it i felt her being scared so you and I would just do all the voices for the movie, like do it over. Do voiceovers for everybody. Yeah, ADR, as they say. And you can always tell when it's ADR because it just definitely does not match up. <laughs> like now you've got someone talking in a room and it's like ADR is like this. Or you're like, I'm going to go to the store. Yes. So we would just do that the whole time. You're like, oh, the previous babysitter had an accident. Uh like, sometimes I watch TikTok and their voices get off yeah. from the movements of their mouth, and I can't watch it anymore because it bothers me so oh, much. Oh, yeah. Because I hear them talking, 
and then their lips move and i'm like i can't do this i can't do this like i yeah. can't i couldn't watch old you know whatever like movies. kung fu movies yeah i couldn't do it haha i'm going to kill you now I don't know. i'll just be like i'll listen to it but i can't watch it <laughs> yeah um the greatest voiceover that was ever done was at the end of blade runner and i don't i can't remember i think this is the one we watched but at the end of blade runner the main villain dies the movie studio was like, I don't think people are going to understand why he died, why he made the choice to die. So we're going to have Harrison Ford come back in and kind of explain what he thinks happened. That'll make these dumb audiences know what's happening. Mm. So Harrison Ford did not want to do it. So when he recorded it, he was like, I don't know why he killed himself for me. And maybe it's because he realized life wasn't all that bad. I'll never know. Mm. So people are always like, that's the worst voiceover I've ever heard. Yeah, my goodness. You did a voiceover in one of our episodes. It was the one before Mars versus Mom, where we changed it. We we were doing a different video oh. or a different movie, and so you went in and you're like Mars versus Mom. That's correct. That's something. absolutely right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I just did a little second of that. Where it's like Mars needs moms. Oh, Mars needs moms, not versus. How bad. And it's like, so check our episode out next week on Mars Needs Moms. Yeah. I just put the whole thing. That's right. I totally forgot about that already. <laughs> it was funny. So whichever one is before Mars Needs Moms, at the very end, you'll be able to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Go go check that out and listen to all of our other episodes while you're at it. Yeah, that'd be great. Download, rate, and review. You know, we're not asking. Yeah, much. whatever. Follow us on social media and follow everything that we post. If you want. It's not too much to ask. You know. So they come back inside after doing the whole, like, talking to the neighbor, possibly mentally handicapped neighbor, and the the babysitter's like, well, hey, girl, don't you want to do something else, something fun? And the little girl's like, scaring you was way funner than anything else. Be like, uh, funner's not a word, dumbass. Go to bed. <laughs> That's me as a babysitter. So she keeps getting calls here and there. It's hard to keep track of all of them because there's a lot of, like, phone rings. She picks it up. No one's there. Yeah, she gets a text. annoying. It is, yeah. She gets a text that says, hello. She thinks it's her boyfriend messing with her. <laughs> the ringer on her phone is so loud. It, like, I had to turn the volume down a few times on the movie we were watching because it's like, damn. We get it. So, I and but my notes, I guess it auto-corrected here because I put the ringer on this phone is so damn loud, but it corrected damn to ramen. <laughs> the ringer is so ramen loud. Mm, ramen noodles. So, it's her boyfriend this time. And this dude, I could barely hear what he was saying in the car. Cause oh, you could yeah. Only hear really the car going. It's like, he's like, hey, babe, how's it going? Yeah, the camera was in the passenger seat this time yeah. <laughs> while yeah. he was driving. You know, Dan, it, I should have looked up to see what other movies this dude has done. Because this feels like something like you would make in college, not knowing what you're doing. Oh, probably. They drove a dump truck of money to my house. It's probably The Simpsons, like what he does to make this damn movie. But he's talking to her, and and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be over soon. I'm going to stop by this party that they're having and say hey to people, and I'm making up his dialogue. He could have said that he's the murderer, and I didn't catch it. Yeah, who knows? Hey, babe, I'm the killer. Movie's over. I'm like, I think he said he's going to someone's house. Yeah, he's going to go party. He's going to get down. Get down on it? <laughs> she does have a very funny line where she asks the guy, are you doing Star 67 on me? Be- oh. Because. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, wait. We just got done with Rue. I'm, I'm all sexed up. Sexed up. I actually still use that to this day because the job I have now requires me to call customers occasionally, like when mm. I'm working with them on cases. 
and I don't want them to have my cell phone number, so no. I star 67. And that's what I was told to do. So if one of my bosses is listening to this, I was told that. Yeah. I will name names. <laughs> jo- John. John who? John Smith. John star 67. <laughs> but for those kids who may not know it, I can't imagine we have too young of people listening to this. Maybe we do. But star 67, you could mask who you were. It wouldn't show your number. I think it would say, like, restricted. Mm-hmm. Which I heartbreakingly used one time when I was trying to call this girl I liked. And she didn't answer. And then I had a hunch, and I later called star 67, and she answered right away. Oh, man. She's like, why is your number unlisted? I'm like, well, I don't know. What that are you used, talking about? It used to cost money, though, right? I think. I don't know if it still does, which I hope it does not, because fuck me. No, I don't think so. Good, because I was like, I've used that a bit since this new job. I think it was when it was on landlines or something. Probably, yeah. But you did star 69 when you needed to hook up with somebody that you wanted to have sex with. Yeah. You just... You held your phone and you said star 69 and it got you to somebody that would come over to your house. Star 69 was it would call whoever called you back. Okay. Yeah. So you get a call. Somebody doesn't answer. And then you're like, well, fuck this person, whoever it is. I'm going to star 69 them. Right. There is a very funny um, episode of Saturday Night Live where I think it's Phil Hartman, but he is calling people obscenely. He's like, oh, I'm going to do this and this, you know, saying very crazy things. And this woman, she sees him on the caller ID and she's like, oh, I see your name, Mr. Blah, 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 blah. And he go, he hangs the phone up and he's like, hmm, she knows who I am. I guess I'm going to have to kill her. Yes, I'm going to have to kill her. Can you tell we're trying to stress this movie out at uh, all, people? This 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 movie may have been worse than Gunshy, in my opinion. Uh, no, I have to disagree with that. <laughs> Who could keep track of it? The killer calls her again. Can you figure? Go figure. Mm, again? And yes, this is the famous urban legend where the killer calls a woman, calls a babysitter, and says, have you checked the children? What? That's the famous urban legend. There's children in the house? There's Molly. She oh. Went to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she went up and went to bed, um, which, you know, we skipped over that part, but fuck it. Who cares? The little girl needed a nightlight, which was funny. She's like, can I get my nightlight? She's like thundering outside sure whatever she's kind of a bitch to this kid yeah she's not she just she's more interested in her boyfriend coming over than anything i think yeah well the this so the killer is like have you checked the children so she runs upstairs and opens the door real quick and molly is just laying there like hey what's up yeah what's going on yeah and it and this scene it takes her five minutes to go up the stairs she's terrified you know just oh, oh step step i can't walk step step it was it was boring yeah. Oh, you just summed up this entire movie. <laughs> it, was, it was really boring. I'm just like... Which part are you talking about there? Oh, uh, okay. Yes, yeah. But apparently, I did look up this um, urban legend where it started. It was... They traced a call for a killer. It was coming from inside the house. Oh. This happened in Columbia, Missouri, back oh. in the 50s. Does this really happen? Eh, somewhat. Oh, Not okay. like the... Like the legend, you said. Okay. Yeah, like calling somebody, checking on the children. The person was never caught. Oh my goodness. And the lady got the phone call on a day just like today. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> if we get a call saying check on the kids, I'm going to be like, you're fucking crazy. We what? don't have any kids. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Like, nope. <laughs> no. 
which is just like that's what she should do. That's what she should do. This whole movie, like you don't. It's just funny if this movie was set today, it'd be like unknown caller, click. Yeah, ignore. So you're just getting voicemails. You're listening to your voicemails, <laughs> like, oh, uh, hello, hello, are you there? Can you uh, answer your phone? I'm gonna try calling again. Yeah, and I mean this this guy calls so many times, and she does eventually call the police. Yes, which this is very poorly done. Like, uh, I, yeah, I figured the cop was the guy. That's who I thought because he's like, "What's going on?" Oh, yeah, you got you're getting some crazy calls, huh? And she's like, "He said he would kill me and the and the girl I'm babysitting." He's like, "Oh, oh, he threatened your life, huh? Oh, all right, well." At one point, they were like. But did he actually do anything? <laughs> yeah. But wait, he just threatened you, but has have you seen him? Oh, he's just calling you, but he's has he done anything? And she's like, no. Yeah, I thought it was going to be some bullshit thing. I was like, well, technically, since he hasn't actually tried to hurt you, I mean, there's no law against obscene phone calls, which I'm sure there are. Yeah, no, I was I was feeling that same thing in that moment. But then I think that's when she's like, he threatened my life. And then they're like, wait, what? Oh, I'm putting my donut down. This is real. This is, let me get some coffee. Gonna need some coffee for this shit. Some coffee. Hang on for just a second. It's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> five minutes later. Okay, you still there? You dead yet? I got my pen. <laughs> Has the killer came in and killed you yet? <laughs> oh, I was kind of hoping he would. Then we would have a case here. Oh, he's still calling though? That's a crazy, the, this movie's called When the Killer Calls? And he's still calling? What movie are you in now, lady? Oh, when a killer. See, see, now you gotta be worried. I thought it was when a killer calls. Like, when it's a stranger calls, you know, you don't know what he's gonna do. Right. Just could be somebody you never met before. And you're like, oh, hi, stranger. And they're like, hi, I need directions. Not a stranger anymore, are they? Could be like the neighbor across the street that you never see. <laughs> like our neighbors. You just, they may call up and be like, oh, kind of a stranger. but Old man and young woman. That's what I call our neighbors across the street. <laughs> So, I don't know if this is true or not. Again, this is called Scott did not do his research for this movie. But the cop is like, so here's what you need to do. You need to, every time you get a call from him, you need to hang up and dial star 57. And that's going to trace the call from where it's coming from. How? Yeah, we're both breaking our phones out here. How is this possible? Son of a bitch, it says it's real. Really? How does it work? You could. You, I don't. I don't think you can anymore. But yeah, you could on landlines. It says like that. But he said to do it on her cell phone too, right? Oh well, I I don't know. I just googled the read the first thing that came up. Oh yeah, it says helps you handle obscene, harassing, or threatening calls. When, so when it's warranted legal action, that's I the see. only time when you should use it. So folks, we're gonna take a time out here and say I'm sorry. We didn't know, and uh, just disregard all the funny jokes we made because of that. Uh, but apparently it is true. So the cop tells her to dial star 57 so she can trace the call and they can figure out where it's coming from. And then something that would never happen, I believe, is the cop is like, all right, ma'am, have a good night. And he hangs up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you would probably want to stay on the line with her. Nah. Or at least got this. <laughs> you sound like a young woman, so uh, good luck. And they're just taking bets. Hey, hey, Johnny, I just got off the call with the babysitter. How long do you think she's going to make it? <laughs> You think she's going to be a fighter? <laughs> What's the name of the movie we're in? When a killer calls. Yeah, she's got to be a fighter. Yeah. So this is where she starts getting obscene. Well, no, she starts getting pictures of dead people. Oh, yeah. Where it's like 
picture incoming on her little flip phone, and it's just like, she opens it, and it opens right away, but I just imagined it being like, downloading. Oh, right. She's like, huh, I wonder what this picture is. And a, I couldn't really see very well. Yeah, it's pictures of the dead people, the lady and the kids from the front first, but her reaction to this is so damn funny as she's sitting there, because she's like, hmm, hmm, hmm? And then she just goes, must be fake. <laughs> but yeah. She's seeing dead people on her phone. It's like, meh. Mm. Uh-huh. Eh, somebody fake these and send them to me. I am getting threatening calls for on my life tonight and dead body pictures. That must be fake. The calls are real, but these pictures are fake. She does call a friend, though. And she's all like, would you stop sending me these crazy pictures? And the friend's like, what pictures? Dun, dun, dun. Exactly what I was thinking in my head. Thank you. Which we haven't touched upon it yet, but the music in this is terrible as well. Absolutely. It's like something you would hear on a, I can't even do it, but it's like, it's like, uh, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. He's going to kill me. Do, 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 do. It's so relaxing, though. I mean, it's like, should I be tense? But this music is telling me to relax. Yes. I don't know. So we get probably, well, I think they're ripping off Scream at this point because she gets a call and the guy's like, hello, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, what, what are you doing? <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, leave me alone. And he's like, don't you fucking hang up on me. And then she hangs up. But I think we're getting down off of Scream again where he's like, mm-hmm. don't you hang up on me, you bitch. Yeah. I'll cut you like a fish. So she gets a picture here at this point of the dead kids. Still no reaction from her. She's like, well, that's fucked up looking. Mm. And then she gets another text from the guy where it's like, you're next. What? Next to fake a, a, a dead photo? You want me to put some blood on and take a picture of myself to get <laughs> off on that? So you throughout this movie were like, this feels like something from Scary Movie. Yeah. And yes, which with the Scream connection, it does make me laugh because it, I do think that it is ripping off Scream as well. Even though it is from another movie, like When a Stranger Calls, but... Yes, a lot of this does feel like it is from Scream or the scary movie. Because there was one point where she's like, my boyfriend's coming over. <laughs> and that was in Scream. Yeah, but in scary movie. And again. I mean, scary movie. Yeah. Well, she says it in Scream too. Oh. But uh, no, no, nothing intended here. But in scary movie, she's like, my boyfriend It plays football and he's big and he's black and he'll kick your ass. Yes. So. You know, yeah, it's part of the movie. It's not trying to make fun of black people. It's just saying that's just just funny. Yeah, I'm sure I know, but these days I'm sure like he said black people. That's making fun of him. Like no, 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 no. no. It's like he's big and he's black. It'll kick your ass. This means they're they're bad ass. Yeah, it's gonna fucking kick your ass. So now we get finally some other characters in this movie. We get the boyfriend. Mm. Wait, hang on. Uh, I don't exactly know when in the movie it happens because this movie just left my mind as soon as we finished it but the neighbor the mentally handicapped neighbor gets killed oh, i think that's right. he's watching her it's probably when her boyfriend shows up here in just a second mm-hmm. i think he's watching them from afar and then boom he gets a knife through the back of the head and it goes into his it shows coming out of like his front yeah and you're like oh shit well he's not the killer yeah it happens after the boyfriend comes by and the neighbor's like i don't know watching him like keeping an eye on him i guess in the rain and which is very creepy. Yeah. So, but yeah, th- this is right where we're at here. The boyfriend does show up and 
she hears someone trying to get into the house. He, you see the person walk to the back door, the sliding glass door, and is trying to open it. She's like, who's there? Who's there? Scary. And then it's her boyfriend. He's like, come on, man, let me in. It's kind of pouring out here. Well, like, I'm not getting wet, but it is raining. (laughs) So her boyfriend is there, and she opens it up, and she's, like, looking at him. And then he had brought two other people with him, Mm -hmm. uh, another couple, a guy named Frank. And I don't know, I, I said unknown lady. She's like, whoa, whoa, I said only you. I don't want these other two people in here. Yeah, because then we figure out what happened with the last babysitting job. Yeah, she they, they guilt her and they all come in and they, Frank and unknown lady have a case of beer or like a six pack. And she was like, okay, guys, you just have to be cool, okay? Like last time you guys were here, were at a place when I babysitted, Frank broke something like a china cabinet. I, yeah, and she's like, you know how long it took me to convince the parents that I smashed their china cabinet while dusting it? Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, like, well, she is blonde. Not not saying anything mean about blonde, but yeah, I just imagine that china cabinet is just like in eighty pieces. It's like I dusted it. <laughs> I have uh, instead of Tourette's, I have unintentional reactions when I dust, and I just start smashing shit. I have Vietnam flashbacks when I dust things. <laughs> He's like smashing it. That's how I clean the house. I'm like, I don't want to clean. Let's just tear some shit up. So we start to get some backstory on this dude, Frank, which is very freaky. Uh, Matt, her boyfriend, she's like, why did you bring them? And he's like, oh, it was totally awesome. We were hanging out at the bowling alley, and then Frank got into it with some other guys. He pulled a gun on him, man. It was awesome. And then we had to run away and drive away from the cops. So we've got to hang out here for a while because the fucking cops are after us. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. She's like, no. Yeah, I didn't quite hear hardly any of this except that we had to run from the cops. Yeah. Frank pulled the gun on another group of people at this bowling alley. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they drove away and were in pursuit of the cops. So she's like, great, you're making me and this little girl an accessory to this bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's just things that teenagers don't think about. Whereas, like, I just need to hang here for a bit, babe. Like, I'm involved in this now. Mm. Fucking great. And then she's like, sure, go ahead and stay here. Now it's really an accessory. (laughs) So she's like, yes, you guys can all stay here. And she's like, Frank, you didn't bring the gun with you. And he's like, no, man, I left it in my car in the dashboard in case you need it later. Yeah. Which will happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, with this bad cursing and stuff, when her name is Trish, by the way, I just got to the point in my notes. (laughs) Ugg Boots, though, says, Frank, don't break anything. And he's like, I'm not. And Matt, her boyfriend, sticks up for her. And he's like, no, dude, I'm serious. Do not break anything in this house. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking break anything in this fucking house, dude. <laughs> like, these kids just are not. It's like when you get told you can curse. And I remember I was in a, I did like a monologue for drama class one time. And I picked one that had a curse in it. Ooh. And I was like, and then he he comes up to me and I'm just so fucking angry. Like you're just like, <laughs> you have to curse in front of people. And it's like, you're conscious of it. Something happens here. I wrote, I can't hear shit of what the boyfriend's saying at this, but Trish is telling her boyfriend, Matt, she was like, Oh, you know, I don't like that. Your friends are here. I had a plan for you. Yeah. We had plans tonight. She's all being like, Ooh. I was going to let you get to one and a half bases. Yeah. One and a half. Where you kiss my neck. Ooh. Uh, Frank, being an asshole as he is, he he breaks out a dupe and starts smoking weed in this house. Yeah. I'm like, dude, 
people are going to smell that shit. Absolutely. They're going to know. The parents are going to come in if they weren't dead already. They'd be like, what's that smell? And she'd be like, I shit myself. <laughs> I, I was dusting something and had a reaction and I shit my pants. <laughs> goes to extremes man <laughs> so we see matt and trish she keeps like forcing himself on her and he's like come on babe and does that whole teenage thing she's mm-hmm. like no not right now and he's like well come on man i want to get it on with my friends here in the next room yeah, exactly so we see frank an unnamed girl like they kind of move into a different room and they start making out pretty heavily but unnamed girl like goes to the bathroom real quick and she comes out and frank is gone you're like, what? You're like, oh shit. And he, you know, you're like, oh, is he dead now? Nope, nope. Frank just uh, went around the corner to scare her. Oh dear. I was scared. So, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like somebody in this movie. Yeah. I was scared. I was so scared. So, Frank and this unna- unnamed lady go into the basement. Um, they say something to each other, but I couldn't hear Jack shit. They may have been like, oh, we're the killers. I would not have heard it. <laughs> we're going to kill Matt and Trish. What did they say? Yeah, and then they start drinking Jaeger. Yeah. Ugh, it's so gross. Yeah. See, it's Jaeger bombs are not bad. I think I drank enough to where I didn't taste it one time. I went with my friend Justin to a concert, and he would disappear every now and again and come back with, like, a bunch of shots. Oh, well, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so after a while... He would hand me one, and he'd be like, all right, we're going to do this shots on three. One, two. And I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> it just got to the point. <laughs> it got to the point where I didn't even taste him anymore and knew where I was. Yeah. I mean, if you like black licorice, I could see where, you know, you might like Jaeger, but yeah, I hate black licorice. Oh, my gosh. Another friend of mine, and, and I'm not a drink big drinker now, but I would go out every now and again and have drinks. And Justin, if you listen to this, you were a bad influence when drinking. You'd be like, I have seven shots. But like, why not? <laughs> uh, but my friend Ryan, we were out drinking one time, and I just happened to run into him, and he was drinking Rumpelmints, mm-hmm. which is like the mint shots. I can't remember exactly what's in them. Oh. But I had a couple of those, and I remember coming home and throwing up because oh, just yeah. the mint was so much. I was just like, oh, it's too much. It's coming up. Yeah. Last time I drank those. Makes me want Fireball, though. Yeah. Let me get a shot of Fireball. I think we've got some. We do. It's been in the freezer for like years. <laughs> yeah, people write in, does Fireball go bad? Years and years. We we would get, every now and again, one of us would be like, oh, I want to have a drink. And we'd get stuff for it, have the drink at that night, and then it's just gone. Yeah, we still have vodka, I think, in there. Or no, tequila. When you made your martinis? Margaritas. Margaritas, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, margarita sounds good. And like, sure. And it's just like years later. Yeah, I still have some wine in there. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I need to start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows you how much we don't drink where we're like, oh, I want to have a drink tonight. And then it just never happens for a while. <laughs> we're like, oh, we drink tonight. That's nice. And then nothing. So while Frank and the unnamed lady are kind of getting it on, they're taking each other's clothes off. Reggae music starts playing in the background yeah. here. It's like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I mean, the music selection was weird. Yeah, they're playing Bob Marley, basically. Don't worry about a thing. Boy, this is going to be... We might get sued for this episode. Oh, I know. Well, it's not too long. I think we just... I think it has to be a certain length. Yes, and we're reviewing these songs. about Don't worry about a thing. Um, Bob Marley, great, great song. Great. Loved it. Love it. 
all the other songs we sang. I loved it. Yeah, they're great. So Frank and Unnamed Lady are kissing and taking each other's clothes off. We get more crazy camera movement. Was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that It happens like very frequently. Yeah. And then Trish and Matt are upstairs and they're kissing like very vanilla, I put it. They're like, mm, 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 like just kissing each other on the lips and stuff. Yep. The camera, of course, does pan down to show Trish's chest. Like mm-hmm. she's in her bra, I think, at this point, but it's just showing the whole thing. Like this camera, of course, is zooming in. It's like zzz, right on her boobs. It's so funny when you mentioned earlier that they came back in and added yeah. more because you, you still don't see anything. I mean, you see her bra and some lumps. It's like me in a bra because I have, there's no cleavage. I mean, there's just, it's just, that's it. That's how it is. I mean, I, I sympathize with her and I understand, but movie wise. Yeah. They're like, well, we need to get in there and make more. There is no cleavage. She gets a call and doesn't answer it. And it, the phone keeps going off and she's like, oh, you know, Matt's crazy story to tell you about, but I've been getting calls from this dude. He said he was going to kill me. And he's like, Jesus, babe, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> he answers the phone and he's like, who is this? Mm. He's like, who is this? He's like, no, I'm going to fucking shoot you in the face. Like, whoa, that's a little much. That, like, right in the face? Like, where at in the face? Yeah. Am I going to live afterwards? Is it possible? I don't know, but the guy hangs up and he was like, oh, it's going to be fine, man. I'll I'll protect you and stuff. And she was like, you know, I don't understand why you hang around with Frank and that unnamed girl. She's like, Frank is an R-worded. Oh, that's right. She's an R-worded asshole for having a gun. Now, I'm not going to say it, but R-word, you should know. Yes. She calls him a fucktard at this point, too. She's like, that Frank's a fucktard. Yeah, I mean. But yeah, I think at this point is where he tells her that the gun, he was, she's like, did you guys still have the gun? And he's like, yeah. She's like, Jesus, you brought the gun here. And he's like, it's in the car. I mean, you know, it's not, it's fine. In the glove box. It's unlocked. The, car, <laughs> the car's unlocked too, just so you know for later. The stair, you got to go down the stairs and the front porch. Be careful, fall and go, because it's easy to fall down the stairs. <laughs> we'll get there. So we get... Back to Frank, an unnamed lady. And Frank is actually going down on her. Yeah. Good for him. Going downtown. You figure he would not be like that. He'd be like that DJ Khaled guy where he said that he doesn't do that. Oh. He's like, my wife has to go down on me, but I don't do that. It's rude. Fucking crazy shit. It, I thought the acting of unknown lady was very odd. Like, she kept trying to do sexy stuff, like putting her finger in her mouth. Oh, and, yeah. And like, oh, uh, like brushing her hair and you know doing weird movements it, yeah. was, it was very awkward yeah go figure someone acting bad in this movie yeah it was very and i'm just like you're trying i'll give you that it's like cut uh have you ever had sex before <laughs> <laughs> no okay that makes sense keep going the unnamed lady she hears a a sound and she's like oh my god frank what if it's the kid in the house and he's like, so? And she's like, I don't want some kid watching us have sex. And he's like, oh, that would be hot. Ugh. I'm like, that's a little kid. This whole scene was way too long as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know how many times she asked him to go check it out. 
Like 10. I think it was 10. Yeah, because he's all like, no, I'm not going to check it out. What are you, crazy? And I put in my notes here, for some reason, he's from New York all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to go check it out. Come on. Come on. Get out of here. Forget about it. <laughs> and she's like, Frank, please. Like, Frank, Frank, go check it out. Will you check this out, please? Will you check it out? <laughs> Frank, check it out now. I put in my notes. She calls him stupid. She's like, Frank, go check it out. Stupid. She says stupid. It's very strange. Stupid. So he's like, fine. Fine, I'm gonna go check it out. But he's like, you better be naked when I come back. Yeah. So he goes into the closet and he's looking around and then the killer comes from behind and puts a plastic bag over his head and stabs him. And I'm like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I felt okay in this moment. (laughs) I was not too upset about it. I'm like, okay, one person down, let's keep going. Yeah, the funniest part of this whole scene though is that unnamed girl is sitting in in the basement and you hear her in the background. She's like, Frank. And it, like, it will show the door to the closet that he's in. And she's like, Frank. And it cuts back to that same shot like four times. Yes. It's like door to the closet. Frank. Again, like, 20 times. It's like that. I think it's Scary Movie 2 or 3 with the ring video where Pamela Anderson at the beginning, she like her friend is sitting in the chair after being killed after watching the video. She's like, are you okay? And she turns <laughs> her around and she's dead. And she's like, are you okay? And she, like, shakes her and her head falls off. She's like, are you okay? <laughs> Honey, I think you just need a spa day. Let's go get our nails done. Yeah, but then she's like, Frank? Cut to the door. <laughs> Frank? It's the, like they just reused it over and over. Oh, that's hilarious. So she goes into the closet. She's looking around. And the killer grabs the unknown lady and stabs her. And again, we're getting, like, the punches sound. It's like, but she doesn't die, though. No. Maybe he was really hitting her, though. But every time he makes that stabbing, it's just the sound of someone hitting the side of a wall or something. Yeah. It's like, poof, poof, poof. <laughs> That'd be funny if the sound is like stabbing somebody. No! Poof, 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 poof. He's stabbing me in the stomach. Poof, 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 poof. <laughs> So we cut back upstairs and Matt and Trish are having like the worst makeout session. It's like these people have no chemistry. It was more awkward than Frank and Unknown Girl. Yeah. I did point out here in my notes that next to this couch is an ashtray. I was like, whoa, you don't see those anymore. No, that's true. They hear something and she's like, Matt, what is that? And he's like, oh, I'm sure it's just Frank and Unknown Girl downstairs. She's like, will you go check that out? She's like, I don't want him to destroy anything else. Oh, boy. There's there's five china cabinets down in the basement. <laughs> I hope they didn't go down there. So Matt goes down into the basement, and hopefully this is not a bad word. It's a slang. But he was like, Frank, are you down here, you fucktard? No, yeah. I, don't I know that's that, kind of a combination of fuck and the other one. but So Matt is downstairs, and the killer comes up from behind him, and he hits Matt in the face, and blood and teeth fly out. Yeah. It looks very bad. It's awful. He bashes Matt's arm, and there's no reaction from Matt. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh. Hmm. I'm sorry, someone hit me in the arm? I thought I felt a gust of wind. I have a high tolerance for pain. I have yeah. no idea what's going on right now. So Trish is upstairs. She's gotten dressed. I guess she's not worried that Matt has been gone for 45 minutes at this point. I don't know. But she's watching TV, and I'm assuming the guy on the TV must be someone of the camera crew or whatnot because he looks like a little boy in a suit. <laughs> it's kind of funny. 
And he was like, tonight, police found the dead bodies of the Hewitt family. Oh, yeah. And it's the people from the picture she got. <gasps> it's the little boy, the kids, and the mom. And she's like, the father, Mr. Hewitt, I can't remember his first name, but he's like, Mr. Hewitt is still at large. And she's like, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. She's getting phone calls now on the home phone and on her cell phone. It's like, hello? Ring. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I just she keeps, and then one time she has them both up to both of the ears. Oh yeah, and either fine. And like what? <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. She gets a call, and it's fine. On one of the calls, it's actually the cops, and they're like, "Oh hey, um, sorry to bother you, but um, the call is coming from in the, inside the house." Yeah. Are you okay? Just, just so you know, it's the killer's inside the house. Yeah, it's fine her, though. I'm sure. Her reaction is like, "What?" <laughs> very flat like oh the cop's like we've got some people coming we'll be there you know hopefully that's not putting you out not bothering you for the night but uh they'll be over in like 30 minutes or like the very last part of this movie yeah and and you should get outside like as soon as you get outside the killer can't touch you (laughs) that's the law yeah as long as you get out that door get down those stairs very safely because they're tricky yeah and she's like well I've i've got some friends and the girl i'm babysitting he's like grab the girl Get out the house. Yeah. If you make it to the tree line in the woods, the killer will have to put his knife down and mm-hmm. put his hands up. Yep. Be like, damn it, ollie ollie oxen free. <laughs> That's how it works. But if you stay in that house, you're fucked. So she hangs up and she goes, Matt, get in here! <laughs> <laughs> this is where she finds like this camera in the corner of the room and that's what we've been watching every time it does the Nine Inch Nails vision. Yeah. She's like, someone's been recording me every night and then it does the... <laughs> you are the perfect drug, the perfect, perfect drug. drug. So she's, she's running around the house and she's screaming. She's like, Matt, god damn it! <laughs> like, trying to get him. She goes upstairs, and this is the same exact shot from before when she went upstairs to check the girl. Yeah. Same shot reused of her walking up the stairs. She goes in and just, oh boy, wouldn't you know it, Molly's dead. Damn it. She's covered in in jam. Man, just checked on her a second ago, and she was fine. Not really. It feels like, to me at least, she hadn't checked on her for like an hour. I know. The kid, they're going to be like, well, how come you weren't checking on her? And be like, I was getting some. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to get it on with my boyfriend. Very vanilla-like. It was just going to be missionary. Nothing crazy. Oh, gosh. Missionary. Ooh. That sounds so gross. Missionary. (laughs) We were going to have sex the Jewish way where... I can't remember if it's Amish or Jewish where you have sex with like a cloth dividing you. Oh, God. I don't like... I don't know. That's... I can't do it. So, Mr. Hewitt... Finally reveals himself. He comes out in the back of the room and scares her. She hits him in the head with a vase and runs away. He runs after her and she runs down the stairs and Mr. Hewitt falls down the stairs, which is funny. This is all very staged. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, because somehow she ends up like curled up in a ball on the floor and then he just so happens to trip over her. I'm yeah. Like, well, this is all just too convenient. And he just went down one flight of stairs. I mean, come on, he's fine. Yeah, he falls down a flight. You'd think he would be okay better, but her phone gets broken in this struggle. Oh, damn. He so can't call her anymore. No more phone calls. And so she gets knocked out, asks why he's doing this, and he responds to her with something, but the music is so goddamn loud I couldn't yeah. understand. It's like, why are you doing this? Well, I'm doing this because... <laughs> 
Whoa, what did he just say? So, she wakes up. We get more Nine Inch Nails video music thing. And they're all in the basement. Like, Frank's dead body is there. Uh, unnamed girl is there who I thought was dead, but you see her moving. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look how bad that actress is. She's moving. She got killed, but she's moving. <laughs> That's what I thought. And then she's like, alive. And I'm like, oh, she got punch stabbed like five times. That's almost as bad as looking into the camera. Yes. Spiking it, as they say. Matt is tied up. He's sitting on the floor and his hands are tied behind, like in front of him. Trish is strung up and we see her bare feet. Ah! I see your bare feet on the ground. So the movie is trying to pad the runtime here, and it starts flashing back to all the deaths that we've already seen. Oh, yeah. It's like, woman at the beginning, the kids, Frank, the unknown lady. I'm like, this just happened. Why are we watching this again? Well, I think things have been strung out so long, they have to like, okay, we got to pull everything together because our audience has probably forgotten everything because we take five minutes Yeah. just to get anywhere. Well, you want to talk about padded out right fucking here is where we're at because she is strung up and they're in the basement alone and she's screaming it focuses on her screaming for a while so that's doing it for somebody mm -hmm. like she's screaming on her bare feet Ugh. but we hear somebody coming down from the first floor it's like deep deep <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> like excuse me sorry but it focuses on her doing that forever where she's like oh no yeah. someone's coming and it's like five to ten minutes it feels like could have been 15 it felt like it of this person walking down the stairs to reveal who it is like it, the killer is coming down it's awful it's fucking crazy oh i put that her <laughs> i put that her screaming sounds like a donkey oh yeah she's all like... <laughs> 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 I mean, she was trying. Yes, I'm glad you pointed that out. That's hilarious. That was just, that was kind of funny. So he comes downstairs and he's like, hello, Trish. I don't know if it's exactly this point, but he takes, he opens her shirt and you actually see this woman's titties. Yeah. It's crazy. I like, I didn't think we were going to get that in this movie. And maybe this is where they made him look bigger because they did look bigger. They're like, it's a different skin color. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cuts to her like no no cuts and they're just like completely like tanned <laughs> i don't know they didn't look bad I mean, good for her so he's like oh watch what's gonna happen now trish so he walks over to unknown girl she is thankfully still wearing a bra but he cuts her on a boob mm. he cuts her on the other boob and then he cuts her throat and it takes like five minutes for her to die yeah because each time he goes back to trish and it's like oh is that not good enough for you yeah was that not good enough look at all i've done for you jesus you want me to kill her now okay i'll kill her for you yeah he cuts her throat and it, she's like oh now die now oh is this better yeah. oh. should i die right right now <laughs> I'm pretty sure, unless she had a necklace on, you could see the mark. I bet. I think where they drew to kind of make the blood come out. Where the effect would be? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally bet that, that you could see it. Hewitt goes back over to Trish, and he, like, rubs the blade on her boobs. Yeah. Like, with the blood on it. He's like, mm, look at these boobs, everybody. Some of this is, is a little dark. It's disturbing, yeah. Matt looks like he's wearing those Halloween teeth you would get for hillbillies. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like... All of his teeth have been, like, knocked out. 
but you could see like his gums, and it just looks like those old Halloween things you could get years ago, where mm-hmm. you'd put him in and be like, "I'm my name's Cletus, I'm from the farm." <laughs> but yeah, he's just sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, yeah." This is where it gets fucking crazy because he gets Matt to stand up, and he's like, <sighs> "Touch your boobs." He like takes his hand and puts that guy's hand on Trish's boobs, and he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, isn't that what you guys were going to do tonight? Or th- Yeah, yeah. And he uh, was like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> and then he puts his face in her boobs. Oh, God, yeah. He's like, is this what you wanted to do? And He's I like, mean, you like this, Christine? <laughs> I mean, this is why she's tied up, and he's tied up, and it was, oh, this was me. I didn't like it. It is very weird, yeah. So they hear a knock on the door, and it is the police, finally. Hewitt walks up the stairs, leaves them, and Matt's like, I'm sorry, Rayver. <laughs> He's, like, apologizing to her. He realizes that Frank had a knife, so he pulls Frank's knife out of his pants from the dead body, and he, like, starts trying to cut his bonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut upstairs, and there's only two policemen here. you think, like, they would send a whole bunch if someone was, like, trying to kill somebody. It seemed like they were put out they were like oh god we gotta check on this house you know before i can go home yeah, yeah. it's five thirty. i was gonna get off at five o'clock but this is some bullshit mm. matt is cutting his ropes and trish is trying to like pull herself down from like the pipe that she's hanging on from mm-hmm. mr hewitt kills one of the cops like the cops trying to get in through this sliding glass door in the back and hewitt like kills him we just get a lot of like tension building bullshit here like matt's trying to cut trish down and he drops the knife Oh my god! He dropped it trying to cut her not air bonds. And this is the fakest looking knife I've ever seen. It's definitely one of those you get at like Party City. You can tell how plastic it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. This cop is like kind of standing out by his car, the other one, and Hewitt comes up and kills this dude as well. Mm-hmm. I guess he realizes that a cop car sitting in front of a house doesn't look too good, so he moves it. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of smart. Which is going to ruin his insanity de- defense. We'd be like... Mr. Hewitt, you uh, moved the car after killing the cops? Why? Well, I was in such a psychotic rage, I don't know what I was doing. Mm. You moved it and parked it five houses down and walked back and was whistling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I was in a psychotic rage. I am crazy, Your Honor. That is insane. So they hear Mr. Hewitt's coming back down, so Matt hides the knife and sits back down where he was. He sees there's like a thing, a turpentine. Mm-hmm. Like a, I don't know, like... Paint remover or Chemicals, something. yeah. He yeah. puts that underneath his hands when he sits back down. And, you know, Hewitt comes back down. He just automatically smacks Matt in the head, and it looks very fake. Like, he, like, misses him pretty much. Like, whoo Yeah. <laughs> like, that was awful. Yeah, I put that there's a delay in movement. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ugh! Ow! <laughs> he was wearing, like, a police cap, though. To, I guess that was to show them that the cops were there. Yeah. But no longer there. He's like, mm, yeah, fuck you. Cops were here. I took care of it. Um, the Really, the only other trivia I read is that the guy who played Mr. Hewitt like, had to leave because he had another role lined up. And mm. this movie went a week over production. So at the end here, it's a different guy. And, and I'll tell you why. Oh. So... He we get kind of a, a more in depth explanation here. He pulls the gag out of Trisha's mouth, and she's like, "Why?" <laughs> she's like, "The walkers are gonna be home at any minute." And he's like, "Yeah, I took care of them, lady." Yeah, I couldn't have him come home to a dead kid. 
They're so nice. They're all together. Just such a nice killer. But he's like, you know, an average guy like me could never get a hot-ass teenager like you. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I rolled my eyes so hard. And he was like, you rejected me. He's like, remember, I, I came on to you before. This is the family that she babysat. And he's like, and you rejected me. And she's mm. like, I just acted like nothing had happened, you know. I just didn't want anything to happen and, you know, anyone to get in trouble. So I just pretended like it didn't happen. And he's like, well, I, I, I needed you. I want you. I did all this for you. I killed my fucking family. Well, this is where he kind of reveals because he's like, she's like, Mr. Hewitt, you're married. And he goes, was married. Mm. He does have a very funny line to Matt here because Matt's looking at him and he goes, get that look off your face, Matt, or I'll kill you. Oh. Get that look off your face. What a dad thing to say. <laughs> I know. He says to Trisha, he's like, you looked at me like I was the devil after I tried to kiss you. Well, here I am. Mm. So Matt now makes his move. He throws the turpentine in his face. Now we switch. They did this because they wanted to throw it into his face to kind of like disfigure him. I don't think turpentine or whatever it was would disfigure you. But they did this at this point so it, they could change the actor and give like an excuse. Like, what? Burned his face. Wow, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it, it's it's strange. I mean, I later when I pointed something out, which I don't know if you remember, but we'll get to it. It was a different person. Yeah. I think now that I know that those chemicals were supposed to burn his face, what happens here in just a second makes a little sense. Because we'll get to it, and we were both like, you pointed it out to me, uh-huh. like we're about to say. But Matt knocks Mr. Hewitt out, he frees Trisha, and Hewitt gets back up and stabs and kills Matt. And Trisha runs outside. It is now daylight for some reason. Yeah, yeah. The cops that just got murdered, it was like, it looked like it was 10, 10 p.m. They just switched their modes on their camera. Oh, it was supposed to be fucking night. God yeah. damn it. They're like, oh, we didn't set it back. Shit. Okay, it's day. It's daytime. Now we get my favorite scene of the movie is <laughs> Trish is running down the steps from the front door. There's a few steps. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hewitt is just right behind her barreling down these steps, like falling over. He's like, <laughs> I had to watch it twice. It was so goddamn funny. And I was like, I don't think he meant to do that. Like, that looked really real. That it, was, like, the best acting in this whole damn movie. Yeah, him falling was the best thing because, yeah, it looked fucking real. But Trish runs to Matt's car. She opens it. She gets the gun out. Mr. Hewitt pops up behind her. And right here, what? what is it? He is wearing a mask. Looks like he's wearing blackface. Yeah, true. Like, we're like, whoa. Because you were like, why is he wearing a mask? It's very quick, but you caught it. And I think it's because his face is supposed to be like all fucked up mm-hmm. from this turpentine or I, whatever. Yeah. And as soon as you said that they switched actors, I'm yeah. like, that's why they put a mask or blackface or whatever yes. makeup on this dude. It looked awful. So bad. And it was also very confusing. Yes. We're like, why is his face black now? Because I wouldn't think that, like, paint thinner or, or turpentine would burn someone's face. Or... I mean, I've got some. We can splash some on our faces okay. and see what happens. We'll get back to you later. Yeah, we'll you let know, you know. Live from the hospital. Well, hopefully I can still see and shit. <laughs> so, but she gets the gun. Hewitt, in blackface, tries to grab her and she shoots him. Yeah. And the muzzle flashes from the gun when she shoots are so bad. They're so bad. Their computer, you can tell, they just, like, painted them in. But, you know, she shoots him several times, and then she just walks away. 
she like walks back down the same street that it showed her walking up and she's all like damaged she's like <laughs> i kind of took it like she's a badass now i took it as that she was damaged <laughs> she's just like i'm so fucked up that's probably more accurate she's like i gotta go find my therapist i gotta find a therapist <laughs> <laughs> that's just dramatic so that's it the credits start again and you know Please, God, watch this or listen to this episode if you're ever thinking about watching it. Just listen to this instead because the yeah. movie is not worth it. I think we probably did a much better job than the movie. Yeah, it is free on Tubi TV, so thank God we did not have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Same with Gunshy. We didn't have to pay for that. It was on Amazon. And I think this really worked out for everyone that we're just doing one movie. Yes. Of the Asylum. Not, I mean... You had another one in mind that maybe we'll watch in our free time. Titanic 2. Yeah. I was like, well, that's got to be a good one. <laughs> that seems interesting. But um, yeah, I'm glad we watched this because it was just, and, and it kind of gives you perspective. Like this movie was so badly made, like, mm -hmm. so bad. And then when people nitpick yeah. like really good movies, like no spoilers, but Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Some of the reviews are just picking it apart, yeah. CGI wise, and we watched it, and I thought it was great. Yeah, but it just puts in perspective, you know, how bad it could be, and how wonderful some of these movies make it. And I'm sure yeah. money has a lot to do with it. Of course, money has a lot to do with everything, but a lot of work goes into it. And you know, I know we pull things apart and nitpick and everything, but maybe maybe just take a step back and be like hey I work, i'm sure they worked their ass off just like in this movie maybe they did the best they could with uh, the money they had but it was still awful yes that's a great point like hey it could have black panther wakanda forever could have been when a killer calls <laughs> so budget wise yes they, they it was made competently they knew what they were doing so shut the fuck up just yeah. enjoy the ride but everybody has their own opinion, so they can put that out there. It's totally fine. I went into the movie, movie expecting it to be kind of bad, but then I was like, wait, what are people talking about? Oh, great. You know, I'm not saying that like, you can't pick the movie, but like when you're saying like the CGI looked a little fake here, I mean, it's okay to, but like people are really negatively reviewing the movie because of shit like that. I think because they had such high expectations. Yes. Yeah. I think, well, the first one was so good. Yeah. I still like this movie. Like, was it as good as the first one? Pro no, no, I don't think so, but it was still good. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't beat that first one. I don't, you, they better not even try. Because <laughs> that first one just, damn, still blows me away. So what are we doing next month in December? This is our last movie of November. I know we were kind of all over the place, but we're getting back on track now. You know, doing the guest spot on film versus film, you know, that kind of through us but in a good way we like doing it absolutely so we'll be in the month of december and we will be doing christmas theme month yay bad christmas theme month oh so we'll be doing bad christmas movies and i don't know much about this one it is a religious movie religious christmas movie called believe oh wow i cannot wait i i'm a sucker for these bad like movies like lifetime type movies and mm -hmm. when they're religious movies like that it's just even better <laughs> Yeah, a Lifetime movie is what we did on our, not our very first episode, but our very first run at podcasting. Yeah. Um, a practice run. We had not figured it out, and the sound sounds exactly like it does on the film versus film episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we just wanted to watch an episode, something crazy, something fun, and 
maybe this movie will be terrible and won't even have anything to talk about with it. But, you know, if it's got religion in there, I, I've got a few problems yeah, already. I think we're going to have plenty to talk about. So if you want to watch that movie before we kick it off, that's great. If not, as you know, we kind of go through the movie so you kind of get an understanding of what's going to be in it anyway. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we would love that if you rate and review us on any of the platforms out there. And also maybe just tell a friend. Just be like, hey, check out this podcast. The Film Obsessed Couple. They're awesome. And we appreciate you listening. We love you guys. And can't wait to, to do another episode. Yep. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.